You're listening to episode 60 of the Urban Yogi Podcast featuring Matt Wakeham. Matt shares from a lifetime of spiritual study, personal experience, formal practice and training, and most directly from the insights he has learned through healing the layers of shame and trauma that we all share as men, both collectively and as individuals. These wounds have ended up being his greatest teachers, and surrendering to their lessons has released their potential to ultimately transform him. Within his own practice, there's a consistent thread of mindfulness-based meditation supported by loving awareness, concentration, and compassion, first learnt on retreat in the forests of Thailand and then continued over decades on silent retreat in the UK and in diligent self-practice. His healing journey over the last 20 years has taken in analysis, hypnotherapy, acupuncture, psychedelic plant medicine, and Tantra, as well as him engaging in martial arts, strength and fitness training, Tai Chi, Qigong, and yoga, and most recently, somatic sexual healing, breathwork, and cold exposure. His synthesis of these forms and therapies has led him to discover a natural embodied simplicity to his understanding of well-being and spirit. His journey speaks to the truth that if we want to, and if we're willing to put in the work to address the habitual patterns stored in our bodies, we can open to pleasure, conscious connection, and self-love, and live guided by the body's own innate wisdom. Matt is currently training as a breathwork and meditation facilitator and somatic sex therapist under the Association of Somatic and Integrative Sexologists. He lives in the UK, in West Sussex, with his wife Marcella and their son Dion. He says, We have all been subjugated by the systemic shame and disempowerment of the old, prevailing, dominant systems of power for too long. As men, we need to love ourselves in order to reconnect with our deeper truth and regain sovereignty over our bodies, our self-worth, self-expression, our pleasure, our cocks, and our connection to our true divine nature. I hope you enjoy my interview with Matt Wakeham on the Manhood Tribe Call. Let's welcome Mr. Matt Wakeham, all the way from near Brighton in the UK. Thanks for being with us this morning, brother. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for inviting me. And thank you for having me be part of that really great exercise. Oh, yeah. My pleasure. We call that uh, the wild man activation. Yeah. My friend Silverton, he's a, a crazy, love, lovable Scottish dude who I met once when I was cold plunging. Um, like you were cold plunging before this call, eh? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, to, went down and took a took a swim in the in the uh, in the English Channel. Yeah, beautiful, delightful. I'm just. Was, and it was great what your instruction was, you know, during during that as well. You know, being a, just you know being aware of 
the layers of you know shame and shaking them off and mm. that meeting meeting the gremlin with a smile as well yes yes james i'm just going to ask you to mute yourself just in case there's any um feedback thank you brother yeah it's um it's funny sometimes the, the inner dialogue we have and, and I always just love to counter it. You know, I, I always say we're speaking mantras all day, every day to ourselves and our We head. are. Yeah. I love the Kundalini mantras. I love the Sanskrit mantras. And I also love English mantras, just, you know, like talking back to your inner gremlin saying, you know, I, yeah, yeah. I, well, yeah. I love it's it. The, the, the word is powerful, right? I mean, that's incantations, isn't it? You know, with, the, 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 the universe was created with the word and we all create the universe every day in our minds so, so we have to make a choice of what of what mantras we're repeating yes thank you thank you for ranking that and thank you for your comment on this is how i discovered matt he commented on um i believe it was cam uh it was cam phrases yeah post and you said yeah everyone loves their cock right the thing is so many men are ashamed of it too I thought I loved my cock before, but I really did not. Not fully, not unconditionally, and not without shame. We live in a culture full of body shaming and penis shame. Some spoken, some unspoken. As I grew into adulthood, I was ashamed of being a man and the sins of all men before me, and ashamed too for trying to fight the virulent strain of alpha macho man bullshit I perceived. Shame compounded by shame. Above all, I was ashamed of my cock, of having a cock, and for wanting to love my cock, and wanting to give and receive pleasure with my cock. No more. Not me. I love my cock. Thank you for sharing that. That's so beautiful. That well, was uh, thank you. For, and I was so happy when you picked up on it and, re, and reposted, you know. it's um, Yeah, it's a deeply... It, it's, we're in an interesting place in, in, in culture, aren't we? You know, there's a, there's a really wonderful um, revolution and renaissance going on in, uh, you know, in, um, amongst our sisters, loving, you know, learning to love themselves and, and find power in their, in their vulvas. Um, you know, you, you, can, you don't have to click very far through Instagram to see pages of body empowerment and, and self-love. And it's... Um, you know, it's, there's still just, because, you know, and we all know the history's why, you know, it sounds, you know, it sounds like a privilege, you know, you feel like, is it okay to say that as a man, that, that, I, that I love my cop, because there's so much, you know, rhetoric around the patriarchy, but, um, yeah. you know, we've been, we've been subjected to that too, all of us, you know, <laughs> we've been brought up under a, a culture of, you know, as you mentioned earlier, you know the uh, the you know the imagery that you know we all, we've all grown up on of of, of what virility is in, in pornography and uh, totally you know, it's like is and the idea you know and also through our, our woefully inadequate sex education that's mm. you know that mm. a penis is like you know it's it's got two uses it's for urination and impregnation and yeah. that that's it and if it's not you know it's it's a tool. I mean, the term is like my tool, right? Yes. And then the rest of the t and yes. the rest of the time we're disassociated from it. Totally, and and uh, and then we get our you know our sex education in terms of like how to copulate from oh. pornography. Yeah, from pornography, and it, you know, and and it, but even and pornography is based on the same Masters and Johnsons like male um, arousal curve. You know, get it up, get it in, get it off. Right. So that's it. So that's it. 
indoctrinated from a very young age to think. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, woe betide if, you know, if, you know, that doesn't happen to you, you know, the shame that you feel as a man, you know. It's like, and as you, uh, you know, and, uh, like Cox, uh, you know, as you, uh, you said that again, you know, it's like sometimes they're small, sometimes they're big, sometimes, sometimes they're hard, sometimes they're not. And that can happen all through any process, right? And, it's, uh, and, there's, and we have ideas that some states for our penis is, is the right state. And some states are wrong states. I mean, I don't feel I don't feel there's a wrong state from you know my my thumb, a wrong state from my thumb. It's a, you know it's so it's we don't integrate our penis as as, as just a part of us, you know, uh, a, you know a magical part of us that gives us you know wonderful pleasure and is part of you know part of you know many or part of our sacred nature. But but our whole body is that as a as a unified whole, you know. And that, and that again, I, I think that mentality gives us a, a focus even in our pleasure making that makes us just that time all we do is focus on our on our penis upon you know uh, and we don't we, we we can't then feel pleasure through the rest of our bodies they're like you know these two these things aren't connected in some way. Oh, that's a good point. It's like um, the the penis in in Chinese medicine the whole purpose of sexual kung fu in the Chinese uh, Taoist. Mm is to connect the cock with the heart with the heart yes and that's why there's a lot of pulling like in some of the in some of the classes i instruct people to pull on the cock and balls while sticking out the tongue because the mm. tongue to the heart so you're you're linking everything back up and sometimes i instruct people to give themselves a heart on so that's where mm, you start, yeah. start at your cock and balls and you you lovingly bring your hands up yeah. your inhale and then exhale make like a heart shape around like either yeah. like like that well, I mean, this is a wonderful practice that I mean, we can all do now. It's like if you can just put one hand on your cock and balls and put one on your heart and just feel, breathe down, breathe, feel the breath going down past the heart, past the solar plexus into the, into the root, then back up from the root, solar plexus, heart. And this is, a, this is a wonderful practice, you know, we can do any time to connect these two energy centers. And there's, you know, the mind might come in and say, okay, how is this supposed to be? What is it supposed to be? Say, thank you, mind. It's nice to hear from you. Come back to the breath. And the breath guide you back to the body. And then you can pull that energy from the root up to the heart. Breathe into the root. Feel that energy expanding. Exhale into the heart. into the root, expanding out to the heart. It's really beautiful. That's something we can do any time, you know, and it's like, 
wherever it leads you know we feel that energy your energy can be subtle it can become aroused you know i've 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 done this in all states i've done it to go to sleep i've done it on waking um i i've i've started this just as a holding meditation then that's gone over into self-pleasure and i felt the energy of my lingam actually penetrate my heart um yeah but you know whatever happens at the time it's like it's that you know get being feeling it's okay whatever state you're in Yes, that's I felt funny when we were doing the when we were doing that exercise. I felt a, I felt a grinning of shame come up. I was moving, and I, I I began to feel arousal. And I was like, I was, I was like, oh, it's okay to be to be doing this exercise, but is it okay to be aroused? And, and I was like, oh, just let go. That's energy. <laughs> so yeah, you know, it comes up, doesn't it? It always comes up, but it's meeting it and it's how it's how you respond. Totally. And- yeah, it's like there, there's nothing wrong with like having a boner and like even at like the, the naked beach at Rec Beach, like it's a faux pas to have an erection. But yeah, yeah. It happen and it doesn't mean necessarily that it's a sexual thing. Like sometimes you can get an erection like at a baseball game or at like a, a rock concert just because wow. you're excited. At the beach, right? Falling asleep in the sun. I mean, if you're falling asleep, you know, there's the chance you're going to you don't have a boner and you don't know it. <laughs> yeah, totally. I remember when I was like, 12 or 13 my my dad's a psychiatrist and he has all these different books on many different topics and i came across this book on his bookshelf and i used to sneak it from his bookshelf and i would read it i bet yeah yeah be going you know number two in the bathroom and i i bring it in and i would just spend like an hour or two <laughs> just reading through this book and um always in secrecy though because there's a lot of, of course yeah there's a lot of like masturbation techniques in here and partner mm-hmm. you know my parents were so conservative they you know like they did discover that i was reading they're like oh you shouldn't be reading that you're too young to read that and i was like well it's like really educational i think i should be reading it mom and dad but uh yeah i feel like um in the piscean age it was like one of the oh yeah who's the author his name is bernie Zeger- zeberfeld bernie uh Zeberfeld. how does and how does it stand up now how, is it still a great text it's quite good yeah like he, it's it's quite loving and um it's despite being written probably like in the seventies, it's still quite, yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny all that stuff from the seventies, isn't it? It's like, um, I had a copy of the, like, I think my parents thought they, you know, they were as open as you could be from a, you know, we have a class system in the UK. So I was open as a working class couple could be, you know, my dad was born in, you know, sec- at the end of the second world war, my mum was born in the fifties. They had, you know, they they thought sex was important, but it still was quite a patriarchal view of it. And we had a, I had a book with the joy of sex given to me. And I, it seemed to be, you know, you look at it, uh, I've looked at it again recently. I don't know if any of you've seen that book. It's got illustrations of a very, you know, like, like us all, very be- a very bearded guy. It's all come back round, doesn't it? And, uh, uh, you know, it, it's, um, they're quite, it's quite funny, but it's got quite a, um, at the time it seemed very liberal, but now you look back at it and it's still got such a, a provi- an idea from the prevailing culture of what sexuality is. And then I look back and I realise how I got some of my indoctrination about how I should be and how I should, and how I should perform as a man. Right. Um, and I think I'd like to put that in context because obviously what I wrote about there was that the shame that I didn't, the shame, you know, the, the shame I didn't even know that I had, you know, um, uh, which was, you know, like, and, and it's picked up from, porn you know vhs porn that i saw 
as a as a as a young teenager and uh, you know and from the the education that i had and um yeah it was just like that's why i had body dysmorphia you know i i was i was ashamed i thought you know i measured myself up to you know ron jeremy or something i mean doesn't matter what the re- you know <laughs> what else ron jeremy was like that that was an idea you know and uh you know i yeah i thought i should you know i had this idea had this idea that if you couldn't be you know if you weren't instantaneously hard and you weren't constantly hard and you weren't having sex like a jackhammer you know? <laughs> and you know not not have you know it's, it's, it's ironic i've worked in the film industry since then but they're not knowing that obviously the things edited things <laughs> shot cut you know that these things would like you know last for hours and it, it all you know i began to I, I began to get uh you know real performance anxiety um and did, so much hmm? how did you work through it um through uh well i uh i uh, and I believe I said I believe I've sent you this to to listen to. I I I I I tried time and again to to work my way through uh, tantra. Um, I went and saw a tantra uh, therapists of different uh, different lineages and different uh, uh, different methods. Um, but I realised it's. I mean, and finally, I found. I mean, uh, just very recently, in the last couple of years, I I, I found a teacher. Um, uh, and I'm actually training as a somatic uh, sexual therapist uh, through the experience I've had with her. Um, uh, but before that, I found that uh, I was st- I was going to I was going to the to the therapy sessions with an idea that um, with sort of idea because I, I was actually taking a lot of um, subconscious ideas about how I should perform in a tantra session so it was there was a lot of you know uh, conflict there um, but these things are layers aren't they and they, they undo o- over over time um, um but the i guess the last uh sort of the last round of, of healing i had was very different as well because before i was going and i still had so much shame i was going to this practice even though i was going with pure intent i was going secretly um so i was uh i was either partnered before or then when I was married, um, which is, I was going secretly so that I was already, I was going, I was setting myself up for, um, I, I hesitate to say failure because that's like, there's a right or wrong thing, but I wasn't going in really, you know, I wasn't really going in with an, with, with an open, with, with an open heart. I was carrying, it was like something that I felt that I had to hide and I couldn't be open about. And then, um, I found, uh, when I, uh, I was like, what's that, Will? You say 99% of the world has bought into this paradigm of sexual shame. Um, it's like, mm. a, like a white colonialist, um, yeah. paradigm that's taken over pretty much 98% of the world. And, and so it, like, yeah, you're not alone in that. And, and no, no. And that's why I think it's so powerful talking about it. Yeah, I think it's yeah good to like bring because when we shine light on the shame and and that then it it can't survive and I think well can you imagine even being ashamed of the shame right, right? <laughs> yeah I mean that that's how that's how insane it gets you know um, so because we all you know and I think as it says in there you know I thought I loved my cock I think is one of those lines that I said in that and that's like this bravado that you have you know all men it's like you know I, I think it would be, I think a lot of uh, women would be very surprised you know that I think there's this, there's this assumption that 
oh, you're a guy. Of course you just love your cock, you know? It's like you'd get it out any time. You all think, you all think with it. You, know, you all, you know, that's... And interest, you know, interestingly, it is, a, it, you know, it is part of our... Uh, it's, it's part of how we love, you know? We, that, it, and it's like there's, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's like it, it's, it, that exercise we just did, connecting our, our, our lingam with our heart, you know? It's a, it's a loving organ and it's connected to our whole system. That's uh, something we should be, you know, we should be so grateful for that, that that's what the uni- how the universe has built us. In Tantra, the penis is the outermost extension of the heart. Yeah. So yeah. The heart. Yeah. And I, I, I've seen that you've posted the, um, the, uh, the reflexology points on the penis. Yeah. And there's also, they're in also Montauk Chi's book. There's a few sort yeah. of. Yeah. And have you got the how they connect how they connect like with the with heterosexual met with with heterosexual partnering how they connect with the with inside the vulva? Oh yes, I saw that one too. Montag just has the the male one. Yeah, yeah. So this is something I do every morning when I wake as well. I I um I hold these point I I I work down these points on my on my penis. Um, yeah, awesome. We do that sometimes in the sexual kung fu classes. Um, so then I guess through the, through the somatic healing that I had, um, I then went, you know, again, it was like a gradual, um, unfolding of acceptance and coming back to, um, being in my book, being in my body, um, Mm -hmm. feeling comfortable with my, with my cock as part of my body, as part of myself, as something, as a, as a gift to myself and to my partner and through that you know the happiness that we create being the gift you know the the way that carries us the way that soothes us the way that bonds us the the joy that gives us we can we carry that in our lives and then we interact with the with the outside world in that way as well you know um so yeah i you know it was it was a gradual moving away from old patterns of you know the the masturbation as uh you know that was either connected to pornography or as just purely as a release of stress and learning to stay present through um arousal so that i could different you know so you can i could differentiate between ejaculation and orgasm um and the practice that i do uh is a bit is very much a softening um and staying present with the breath and I, i like to describe it as a getting out of the way of the body allowing because the body obviously has it's it's infinitely wiser than we are we're very lucky we don't have to think about how the liver pro you know we don't have to decide how the liver's processing toxins we don't have to think remember to breathe in and out every time the body's doing that there for us and and all of our sexual function is there for us that can happen innately if we can stay present to it you know and be and be there and and just you know, we can, I, I mean, I use, a, I use a breath work when I'm, when I, or, you know, during pleasure as well, I do like a straw, I don't, um, a straw breath work. So I breathe in like this to, and down into my root. Um, and I'm, and I'll also focus on like the, like the exercise we did earlier, I'll, um, breathe into my root. And when I feel like the energy's established in my root, I'll breathe into my root and then, uh, and then out into the next chakra into the second chakra and then when that feels full i'll bring that up 
by root do you mean like anus sex organ navel point lower tanchen that whole area yes yeah 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 exactly so i'll focus on the energy center you know the the, the root chakra nice um and then that energy that energetic feeling will spread out through my whole um navel um what do you do when you breathe down into that area and and some sort of difficult emotion or thought formation shows up really well i mean i think with all practices aren't they it's um it's uh there's a, there's three words that i like to, to use there's a patience that you have to have with yourself a compassion and a kindness um and that's that's a, that's a teaching um i, I practice vipassana and uh a very uh and i practice it out of the thai um forest buddhist tradition um it was, there was a um a lot of great practitioners came out of that tradition there was a great there was a great teacher who wanted to teach westerners called ajahn Chah, um and he taught um jack Cornfield, for example, who established the insight tradition over there in the US, and then they, um, they established the monastery here. Um, and that's there's a, there's my meditation teacher is a, is a is a is a arms mendicant, a monk called, called Ajahn Suchito, and that's one of his teachings is just that constant compassion for the self, patience with the self, um, and kindness. You know, love. You know, you have to have loving kindness for yourself. So when they when those feelings come up. Hold them, you know, and, what, and accept, accept, you know, recognize, accept, investigate, and then they can dissolve of their own free will. Is that the rain, the rain uh, technique? Yeah, yeah. Can you go over that for, for the listeners and for the brothers? Um, uh, so yeah, that's a that's a teaching. It's a rec. So yeah, rain is a, so when so you breathe so you can breathe into your body, and when it, you can you can as as uh, Will just said, when you, if you're breathing into the root and you and you get you you have, and feeling you know in the body is sensation. You know, it's not a thought. It may it may activate thoughts, as we know the the body uh, is in dialogue with the mind. In and in in Buddhism, the heart and the mind are called one thing. They're called chitta, and they're in constant conversation with each other um, and there's more information coming up the vagus nerve from the body to the brain than there is coming down from the brain to the body so when these things come up first thing to do is to recognize them that's the r mm. um, when you recognize them there's an acceptance you have to have and when you can and when so you see you see whatever this is oh shame is coming up exactly like it was when we were shaking shame is coming up you can accept that and then you can investigate that a little bit and you can see the roots of those, and when and when that's seen, when it's when it's, you can you can then breathe into it, be with it, and nourish that. That's the end. So A is accept. Mm-hmm. Could we say al- uh, allow? Because sometimes yeah, it's- yeah, those those two for me uh, are yeah are in, uh, interchangeable. Acceptance and allowance. Yeah. Um, do you, do you find them, do you, do you feel they have a different, because uh, this is the thing, isn't it? We're, we're two nations divided by a common language, right? Yes, yes. In, for, for me, in like the Canadian words of, of accept, it's like, it's, sometimes it's hard, like sometimes it's very difficult, almost impossible to accept mm. what mm. did to you or, or certain difficult emotions or traumas, but I can at least welcome them. So sometimes yeah. I would accept with welcome. Yeah. I welcome this painful 
traumatic thing I went through, but I can't, I'm not ready to accept it yet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the more I try, the less possible it seems to be. Oh yeah, no, well, anything that you force, right? But I like the word, I like, I welcome, I welcome it is like in, in yoga, we say namo, which means welcome, you know, welcome. Yeah, yeah. Trauma. Yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah, namo. Namo tasa. (laughs) Yeah. No, thank you for thank you for that you know, that personal uh, that insight on it. Yeah, as I said, for me, they feel like uh, I feel, I find that like acceptance. I can interchange with acceptance, allowance, and surrender. You know, I yeah. think it's a, yeah. The, if if you if you feel like you're having to do like you've got to accept you've got to accept something even if you don't want to. Yeah. That's that's no, it's not. But it's yeah, it's a it's a softening. A conversation to uh, to everybody. If anybody has any questions, uh, just unmute yourself and. Feel free to ask any questions or anything that's on your heart. You guys just... I have a question. Hi, Diaya. Hi, Matt. How are you? Thanks for sharing. Uh, Do you have a... You mentioned some practices that you do, but... Do you do on a daily practice every morning? What kind of practice? Yeah, yeah. So it, it depends. I, I'll vary. I'll vary. When I when I was in the when I was doing the tantra practice, for example, um, my meditation was um, so I would do that at the energetic breath, breathing into the en- into the seven energy centers that uh, that I talked about, breathing into the into the root, then up into each. Uh, energy center individually and i might i might ask um uh how um how can i serve you in those energy centers and see if the body you know what do you need how can i serve you and see if the, if the body answers in any way if i have a sensation uh, a sense you know and i think that all comes up individually for different people some people hear words some people have visions some people have feelings yeah There's, you know, sometimes nothing comes up um so i would I, when i was in the tantra practice i would do that and um that may that may then spill over into into self pleasure, um, you know, staying conscious of self pleasure, staying conscious of the body. So there's different times when I'm doing different things. Sometimes I have I just have uh, an awareness of breath practice. So I'll sit and feel the breath into the body. At the moment, I'm doing um, uh, breath work practice every morning. Um, I would um, I did a breath of fire this morning. I did couple. I did uh, ten minutes of Kapalavati this morning, and then. Um, balloon breath, just diaphragmatic breathing into the belly. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, uh, appropriate practices for certain times. Yeah, I hope does that does that answer your question? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, <clears throat> awesome. Does anybody else want to ask a question or have anything that they want to to share on this uh, topic? Uh, no, because I I've got a few. <laughs> um, have you heard of David Data, Matt? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went, yeah, I um, I, I really at the beginning of my journey when I it's funny, I read what you know, I read one of your posts recently, Will, when you talked about you know the 10 year journey that you've been on to acceptance. And it's, I think, I read it's funny, I read The Way of the Superior Man, um, just over 10 years ago, and just when I first started really trying to shed, you know, trying to do what I could to shed the layers of cultural conditioning that I had, and I started, um, 
going to um, naturist beaches in Europe. I mean, I remember, you know, reading David Ada on Naked on the Beach in, in, in Spain. Um, and it was very, yeah, it was very, it, it, it you know, it resonated very deeply about, um, it, yeah, what, what's, uh, why, what in particular were you asking me about in relation to David? Well, I just like his practice, like as you were recommending, breathing down the front of the body into the cock and the ball so that they ball yeah. and then exhale, bring it back up to the heart. So it's kind yeah. of reverse microcosmic orbit. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. And that, that's the microcosmic orbit. And obviously then there's the, the big breath where you breathe up the back into the, yes. into the crown and down into the root, you know, when you can get, but those things. Workshops, he's got, he, he brought this guy up and he was kind of this insecure guy. And he was like, okay, now imagine this beautiful woman is sucking your cock. And, uh, you know, and it's your job to enlighten her by having her suck your cock. And um, just this whole demeanor change. And then he's like, now imagine that your cock is like just filling up, like the energy of your cock is filling up the entire room. And um, just having him do all these exercises. And he actually started to become, then he's like to the audience, he's like, does he seem more trustable now or before? Mm -hmm. Oh, he seems way more trustable now. So data was reifying the, the phenomenon that as men, when we really love our cocks and see our cocks yeah. a tool for spreading love, and we, when we're able to bring our consciousness throughout our entire chakra mm. system, including the penis and the testes, we actually become more trustable as men. Oh yeah, yeah. When you're when you're when you're really connected, and you're you know you're channeling all your your, your energy is moving through your body, and you're an emanation of love. Um, you 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 know you 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 can see, and and if you're if you're having you know you're partnered at that time, you can see the the, the trust and the opening that 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 affords. When you're when you're trustable, when you're present, when you're when you're when your whole you know your your energy is flowing freely, yeah, um, yeah, I, I really I really hear that. Um, you know, as, as David Dada says, is that you know how we you know how we penetrate our lover is how we penetrate the world. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. I found that like growing up, like when I was like five, I went to the oh. doctor and he like ripped my penis and and the foreskin's actually fused to the head of your penis until yes. 20 there's a membrane that's not meant to, it's mm. like mm. area sterile it's meant to stay glued onto the head and, and so, no one tells us this right no and and i think the doctor did that because it's from this puritanical victorian medical training that's still yeah, yeah. the medical industrial complex which is this idea mm. that you are to put pain into a boy's cock and ball so that he doesn't masturbate. So it's either done through circumcision. So they, mm. you know, they, they put the cleaning ointment on the baby's penis, the baby gets an erection, and then they cut off the skin. So it's yeah. right away they put trauma into the nervous system where to it's- disembody and disconnect. Yeah, so it's pleasure and then pain. So the mm -hmm. same thing with forcible, premature forcible retraction, it's like, you know, he was pulling it back and he ripped it back and it was this extreme pain. So I could not actually feel my cock for most of yeah. my until recently, mm -hmm. uh, unless I was fully aroused, but I couldn't, I actually was completely disconnected from my cock. After yeah. yeah. So, um, and I've not even had any physical trauma and just the, just the shame that I had. I, I had, I was, I barely had any sensation in my penis, you know, of course I could get aroused. Um, I could, I, you know, but I'd have to, of course, I'd, I'd masturbate using the jackhammer, you know, as fast and hard as I could. That's what I'd say, and, that, and that's how I had sex. And it de I was desensitized, and it took a, you know, it just, at the same time, 
it doesn't take a it it, it doesn't take a long time to come back if we if we if we're trusting in the process. Um, uh, encouraged that it's okay to like feel yes. your cock and balls and that it's yes thing and and I think that's that's what the work you're doing the work that I'm 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 doing as well is like encouraging men to really enjoy touching themselves and and yep. back and spiritually reparent that second chakra. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That's that's beautifully put, Will. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. Is there anything else you want to touch on before we start to uh, close down? We got a, we got time for a couple more questions or one more topic. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, I mean, it would just be great to hear. You know, any a share from anyone. You know how what it what resonates, what their experience of that has been themselves. Um, if anyone, you know, if anyone feels to. I can share if you like. Um, up until thank recently, you, sure, yeah. Uh, thank you, Matt. By the way, for facilitating and uh, spreading your wisdom. Wisdom, we appreciate it. I appreciate it. Mm. Um, uh, I resonate with what you guys were talking about because right now I'm working through a lot of shame and guilt in that mm. second chakra area, and like with my partner, we've been working through like the sensation lack of like in certain parts of my penis and in certain parts of my abdomen, which are in relation to the second chakra. Yeah. And it's just bringing that awareness in there and just like bringing love into that part of my body. So I'm grateful to coincidentally have met Will and starting to do these practices. Like yesterday during the class, I'm sitting here, I'm like just doing, I don't remember what exercise, but I'm like, this shame kept coming over me. Mm. And I'm like, why am I feeling this fucking shame getting a arousal in front of other men? It's like, oh, it's all yeah. the programming. Will starts bringing it up. Like, start bringing love to that area it's just like, and the mantras we were repeating so yeah i relate thank you uh, there's one one more thing to add on to that is i was reading like sort of the, the jewish uh, canon the talmud uh teachings on the circumcision uh ritual and it actually says that um it's not to be done with anesthetic it's meant to be extremely excruciatingly horrifically painful for the child um <sighs> so it's it's the it's built into formal structures over thousands and thousands of years. Um, in fact, the the circumcision in the Bible was actually less extreme. It was just cutting off half the foreskin, just the part that goes over the glands, just a little bit, just actually a tiny bit. And then what they were finding was the um, in ancient Roman Greece, if you wanted to compete in the Olympics as a man, because it was all done naked, the Greeks and the Romans thought that circumcision was barbaric and that to have mm glands in public was rude. So the Jewish men who wanted to partake in the Olympics would actually hang weights from their remaining foreskin. The rabbis caught wind of this and said, well, that's not appropriate. We're going to make, we're going to change the, the rules and we're going to cut off the entire foreskin. So there's no way that these Jewish athletes can ever be seen as non-Jewish. So they actually rewrote the biblical circumcision and made it even more extreme. So just to tie into Dimitri's thing, it's physical, it's emotional, it's mental. It's been going on for thousands of years, thousands and thousands of years. So we're just starting to shift it now. Like in 2012, we went from the Piscean age into the Aquarian age. So now the energy shifted. So more people are waking up. It's like actually having like 12 family members around a small child while it's being generally mutilated is not right. <laughs> like more people are waking up. Like it's like, for people already awake, it's like pretty obvious, but the masses are still like, oh, let's let's mutilate this baby. And they actually suck um, 
penis in uh, rabbinical and traditional Judaism. They actually, the rabbi puts his mouth on the wounded baby's cock and sucks it. Uh, and that's part of what they have to do according to their religion. So there's so much pain and trauma. And then often the babies, not often, but invariably, regularly, the babies will die or get so many problems because the rabbi has transmitted herpes to the baby through sucking its penis after cutting it off, uh, cutting off the foreskin. So there's mm. so much trauma and so many men have been wounded, both physically, emotionally. Emotionally, yeah. So I think moving forward, like what, what would you recommend moving forward, like uh, in terms of healing all of this wounding? Um, well, it's interesting that um, Dimitri, uh, you know, mentioned the, the second the second chakra as well. Obviously, because there's, it's you know the connection of the two, um, you know, and the, the, the that's the seat of you know relationships and, and sexuality. Um, mm -hmm. And really, it's the it, I think these things can become too rarefied. They can be too hermetic. They can be, become too gnostic. Mm -hmm. And there's there's a simplicity. The body, there's a simplicity to the body, and it's. I would recommend, you know. Obviously, there. I am no trauma. I'm not. I'm not trauma trained. I'm not a trauma therapist. But I've lived with. I've. I've. I've lived with trauma, um, cultural and emotional trauma, um, and still learning to come back and trust the body and be with the body and. Um, use the breath as a vehicle to be in the body because we can't be in the body and in the mind at the same time it's it, it's impossible so that that's 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 the simple message that i have is to to love the body love uh, become friends with your body with your do not see your cock as separate from your body as, as something that is good or bad it'll be right or wrong have one purpose, a good purpose or a bad purpose. It's, nice. it's part of who we are. Love ourselves. Yeah. So sort of like even Reiki maybe, like sometimes mm -hmm. I'll go so hum, so hum, so hum, like activating God's healing light. I'll put my hands on my cock and my balls and just like Reiki them and send them love. Mm -hmm. I find that. Yeah. That's and listen to your, your you know, try, your cock will speak to you, you know. Listen, listen to it. It's, you know, it's... It's very it's got a lot of energy and it will come up and as I said it's the same you know and as I said earlier that that voice it, you know comes in different ways you may hear words you may, it may just be feelings maybe sensations maybe images um, but you know it's like it's tr your cock's trustable you're trustable you are lovable you are love amen amen so yeah let's keep reconnecting healing the root and then reconnecting the root with the heart please um, I found in, in my experience the um, also the practice of like flooding my body with nutrition superfood like being really kind to myself in terms of what I'm eating and then if I screw up you know if it's like 80 20 rule not being perfect about it but I mm. definitely find part of that healing of the trauma that I've been through that nutrition piece has been key nourishing yeah nourishment yeah the body's made of what we eat. It's as it's, 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 it's simple and as complex as that. Right. So, yeah. That's, and that's part of loving ourselves, you know? Um, I heard a quote. It's not your fault what they did to you, but it is your responsibility to heal. Absolutely. A hundred, 110%. <laughs>
Right. And again, don't, but then remember with compassion, kindness, and patience. Yes. Because, yeah. and, and, and we celebrate the small wins. Yes. That's you know, this is, we're, we're, it's, it's, we all have these big pictures, these goals we set, being present for yourself in that moment. Mm-hmm. Celebrate that. Um, a friend said to me, self love is the only love. The only love. And I was like, whoa, that's profound. Like, Wow. So isn't it good to know now it's the Aquarian age and the only thing that we have to do is love ourselves. It's not selfish. It's selfful because when we love ourselves, we emit a different frequency. It's the greatest gift we can give to the world. Greatest gift, a loving, a, a, a human being living fully in awareness and love. Yes. So we don't have to prove ourselves anymore. We don't have to um, be responsible for other people's healing. We just have to be responsible for our own healing. Mm. And, um, I like to imagine sometimes when I'm self-pleasuring and, and doing these exercises that my arousal, that my cock and my balls are actually sending, it's like a beautiful burning hot ember on the stove and it's radiating this love energy out into the world. And it's, it's like a gift to the world for me to be aroused and to love my cock and my balls. And I'm fine. Yeah. Find- yeah. And you'll carry yourself as you, and you'll carry yourself in a totally different way. And it's, you know, the, the, we're body amongst bodies. And if you, if you love yourself, you carry us. If you have no, if you, if you, if you, I didn't catch that. We're monkey bodies. We're, we're body amongst other bodies and the, and the bodies there that, you know, innate, we're all in all of our bodies innately intelligent and we're, and the energy that we carry ourselves with is a communication for others. And that love Wait, is a transmission amongst our bodies, uh, amongst other bodies, oh, we are other bodies. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. And yeah. so it's a transmission. Our love is a transmission of love to our, our love for ourselves is transmitted non-verbally. Oh. The way we carry ourselves. Yes, it's like the Marianne Williamson poem, Our Deepest Fear. Isn't, maybe that's a, a good poem to, to leave on. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? Your playing small doesn't serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so other people won't feel insecure around you. We are born to make manifest the glory within us. It is not just in some of us, it is in everyone. We're all meant to shine as children do. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. So our only responsibility is to just keep feeling good in our own bodies because then that emits a frequency that heals the entire planet. Exactly. So thank you for rainifying that, Matt, especially in the context of cock love. Um, so important. And I, I really appreciate your bravery in speaking about that. Dimitri, you have something to say? So a question, actually, because this has been a coming up, like, with, especially with the whole global awakening. Mm-hmm. I have a problem sometimes, like, going into white knight syndrome. Like, you know, instead of working and focusing on my own traumas and my own way, I go, like, I want to yeah. fix the world. I do that, So, too. like... And like, what's a good way? Just like are these, just self love practices. All of them just coming, bringing back to the body, bringing the awareness of the body. Is that what your best advice would be? Instead of like wanting to, you know, change your friend's opinion about like what conspiracy theory or all the shit that's in my mind. I think if um, I, I, I heard, uh, I came across something the other day. Um, actually, um, 
in a book uh, that I'm that I'm reading that I would I would recommend to you all, which is um, aligned, relaxed, relaxed, and uh, resilient. Um, and this nice. is a book on uh, uh, meditation upon uh, upon and within the body. Um, and it really flipped, it really flipped a switch on for me. This and it was like you know a lot of a lot of what we do if we're doing mindfulness practice is we try and push thoughts away and when they come up when we get distracted we feel like we're disappointed with ourselves when actually if we can view the thoughts that come up such as that any any you know any pattern any any habituated pattern of thought that we have actually if you if you can if you can become aware of it you can say thank you to it because you, you as soon as you become aware of it that thought has reminded you not to be unaware not to, so it's you can just you can just change it because all the time that you're holding something down and you're trying to repress it and you're trying to change it you're, you're actually giving it energy and it's going to become stronger mm. so just notice it like we took like like will said earlier notice that notice the shame and you can say and it's another gremlin smile and watch That's, it i'm totally going to download that book if it's on audible or i'm going to get it that thanks for for that's like the perfect uh title of, of like a book that i need to read that's great thanks it's amazing yeah yeah you're, you're, you're most welcome and thanks for your thanks for your questions dimitri and yeah yeah isn't it are we lucky that like we all we really have to do in our lives is just love ourselves <laughs> and it's like yeah. i thought i was a um, what are they called? I'm a crystal child. I thought that I was living my life as a militant um, warrior um, indigo child. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Indigo children are meant to be fiery warriors. So that may be your dharma. But I just realized like it was always a, like pushing a boulder up the hill, trying to convince people of my views or this or that. And it was just so painful. And it was kind of ruining my health. And yeah. Like, no, I think you're actually a crystal child. And I was like, oh, and that totally just resonated with me. And I like received this like download that, yes, you are a crystal child. And so lately, because I was doing the same thing, Dimitri, at the beginning of the lockdown, I was like, like, no, watch this documentary and like have an open mind. Why can't we ask questions? Why are we getting, you know, kicked off Facebook for asking questions, blah, 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 blah. And it was so stressful. And then I was like, wait a sec, Mother Nature is healing. I have all this time, like the government's giving me $2,000 a month. I like can go to the beach and like hang out with sea otters. And I just had this complete shift of just like the way that I change people's opinions is simply just by masturbating more and like hanging out with sea otters <laughs> and eating superfoods <laughs> because that it's weird. Don't you notice? Like, cause I used to push for, for example, queer rights. I wanted everybody to feel safe, but the more I pushed, the more I would notice the injustice, mm -hmm. but that I don't, I don't go to gay pride parades. I just like love myself and interesting. The more I love myself, the more I just become this like sort of bisexual amorphous being rather than I'm gay or I'm straight, but that's an, another, another discussion. But the more I just enjoy myself, the more uh, tolerance I see and the more compassion I see around me. It's like, well, that's yeah, the energy we, and that's the mantra. That's right back to how you started. That's a beautiful, that's a, that's a beautiful full circle. Cause that's it. It's like the, 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 the way we see the world creates the near inner dialogue or inner dialogue creates the world. And, and so we set the loop for ourselves. Mm. 
Yes. So some of us will be called to attend rallies and speak up and, but it will, you'll get like this divine guidance to do it in my experience. And then some of us will just be called to sit in the garden and meditate. And that's how we will serve. <laughs> awesome guys. Thank you so much for being with us, Matt. And thanks everybody for coming. Thank you so much for asking me. And thank you so much for your, your brotherhood guys. Thank you. We meet every Monday, 7 or 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We'd always love you to be with us, Matt. And um, if anybody wants to follow you, what is your handle on uh, social media? Um, just, it's my, it's my name, Matt Wakeham. Um, I'll, uh, awesome. Yeah. Matt with one T. Perfect. Awesome, guys. Yep, awesome. Have a beautiful day, and we'll talk to you soon. Namaskar. Thank you, Matt Wakeham, and thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the podcast today. Uh, you know, it's, it's just so inspiring for me to get to connect with these amazing humans from all around the world. Uh, it just it reminds me over and over again that, you know, we are not alone. There are so many people. It's like the John Lennon song. You may say we are dreamers, but we are not the only ones. You know, hope someday they will join us and the world will live as one. You know, and as we break down the walls of competition and comparison that, uh, you know, this male, this toxic male culture is rife with, uh, we start to really connect to the heart. And when our heart is fueled by the sexual energy, which is life force, it's synonymous with life force, from our cocks and our nuts and our prostates, when we can get all juicy in our endocrine system and really love ourselves fully, then sky's the limit, you know? We need less external approval, we need less stimulants, things outside of ourselves to make us feel the way we most want to feel because we're sourcing our empowerment and our energy from within. And I just want to thank you guys all for, for tuning in today. And if you'd like to check out Matt Wakeham, he's got an amazing Instagram account, M-A-T-W-A-K-E-H-A-M on Instagram. And uh, yeah, looking forward to more collaborations with this brother. If you have any questions, feel free to send me an email, willblunderfield at gmail.com. And I'd love you to check out my music on iTunes. Just type in Will Blunderfield on iTunes for all my mantra music and, and pop and uh, J-pop music. Wish you a beautiful week, and we'll see you next week for another interview on the Urban Yogi Podcast. Namaste. Amazing grace.